there, and welcome to the very first episode of Two Geeks Talk Movies, the podcast in which we discuss everything from TV, video games, and movies, and indeed all things geek. I am your host, John, and I've been podcasting for five years. I first started my podcast because, as a movie fan, I was getting annoyed at how every single movie was getting praise and hype to high heaven. Then when you watch it, they're pieces of absolute shit, looking at you, Blumhouse movies. Uh, However, I moved from new release movies to old or, quote, classic movies, because one night I was sat in my local independent theatre, or cinema, watching They Live, arguably one of John Carpenter's best, and indeed Ronnie Piper's best work, when I heard people behind me moaning this was cheap, laughing at the script, and talked all the way through the bloody well movie, which is one of my pet fecking well peeves. In fact, I'll go one better for you. I'm a huge Halloween fan, and I waited years to see this on a big screen. I had a few chances, but um, things didn't go my way, so I had to pick other wings to do it. And then finally, a few Halloweens back, I got to see this thing on a big screen. Again, at my local independent theatre, and people laughed at it, talked their way through it, and some shouted out, this is a ripoff of Rob Zombie's movie. By the end of it, I was going to fucking murder every student in this fucking cinema, for crying out loud. Some saying Rob Zombies was better, and I swear to God, I could have slaughtered every single fucking film student. Anyway, I switched to classic movies because I realised if the movie is older than five years old, this modern generation will not know what the hell this is. Like when Wes Craven died, again, my local cinema showed The Original Nightmare on Street, Again, fellow students moaned and laughed at how this looked cheap and moaned about the fashion and moaned about the, the acting, which was fair enough crap acting because some of the acting is really bad in uh, Street. But said the 2010 remake was better. Are they fucking well blind? Anyway, enough of me and my rant. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Joanne. Hello. Hello there, and let's get Elephant out of the room right away. She is partially deaf, so there we have that one. Yeah, that's it. I'm not an old woman. Um, I just sound like one, and I have the misfortune of having a speech impediment, so you are all lucky to hear deaf and speech impediment mixed together. Mm, yeah, the joys there. So uh, give a quick intro about yourself and your love of film then. Well, my love of film, I can safely say that I can count on one hand many modern films I actually like. I prefer older films. Um, yeah, the older the better, I think, with films. Some of my favourite films were out before I was born. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Mm. Okay, okay, that's fair. I want to say straight off the bat here, I have never actually acted never been in front of a camera or behind a camera, edited a movie or written a script. I'm just a movie fan. Ah, I have uh, been in a movie. Uh, have you now? Well then. Oh, well. It wasn't a very good one. It's a rom-com, but it was still in it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like I says, um, Joe here is, or rather was, a... What is it called? Extras nowadays? There's a word for it and I can't remember the hell it was. Yeah, um, an extra. <laughs> Yeah, an extra in various things and, and a few bits and bobs here and there and everywhere. But I've not. I mean, I've never set foot on a camera, on a set, behind a camera, or as I said, in an editing suite or anything. I'm just a movie fan slash critic, you know. Um, so let's get that one off the off the way, straight off the bat. Uh, and being a gentleman, I let, I let rather uh, Joe pick the first movie. And she picked... Dark Castles 2002 horror flick Ghost Ship. Yay! <laughs> she, I love this movie. Okay, right. Okay. As you can hear, Joanne's a, a fan of this movie here. Ah, yes, Dark Castle, a wannabe horror studio set up in 19, 1999 with the release of the House and Haunted Hill remake. And it died in 2009 after Splice was released. However, it has limped on, spewing out straight to tape movies. Uh, well, nobody gives a shit about to be honest. I think I've actually heard of any other movies since 2009's Splice. I mean, have you seen that yet, no? No, I haven't, actually. Oh, it's a bizarre movie about an, a couple that takes an alien and mixes it with 
alien DNA rather that mixed up human DNA and has a kid it's sort of half alien half human and it's kind of weird uh, I can see why this killed the bloody, the bloody thing mm-hmm. anyway this studio wanted to be a big shot studio they wanted to be the horror company um, out there the big horror company out there they were covering William Castle movies remaking them as they wanted to cover uh, uh, I say again wanted a horror movie out every single Halloween to be the kings of Halloween, as it says. Mm, talk about what you're thinking, eh? Yeah, yeah. Which kind of worked, actually, to be honest. I mean, they have the House of Haunted Hill, 13 Ghosts, Ghost Ship, Gothica, House of Wax, The Reaping, Orphan, and Splice. But unfortunately, horror changed from Spook House to Tortured Porn and Sleazy Ass Remakes, looking at you, Rob Zombie. I mean, horror should stick to its what it's good to, i.e. ghost stories, slasher flicks, and spooky stuff, not these fucking cheesy, sleazy-ass remakes that are Hollywood is churning out time and time and time again. I mean, what's your thought on, on remakes? I don't like them. I, <laughs> I think they're just a lack of creativity and a lack of imagination. I can't stand them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm the same. I mean, fair enough, horror movies have been remade since your dot, to be honest. But the modern-day remakes are just terrible. I mean... What is the point of these modern-day horror remakes? What is the point of Frog Zombies Halloween? What is the point of Frog Zombies Halloween 2? What is the point of the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? It's just crap. I mean, utter shit. But thankfully, horror is now back to its ghost stories, ghouls and goblins and haunted house stuff. Unfortunately, it's led by Blumhouse, which I cannot stand. But hey, you can't have it both ways. I mean... No, can't have everything, I suppose. Um, that's very true. I mean, what's your thoughts on, on the Blumhouse movies? No, that I can turn off. You, it's separate from them, and I'm like, turn off, watch something else. I can't mm. They're not very good, are they? That's very true. That's very true. I mean, to be honest, I quite liked uh, Conjuring stuff. I quite liked Insidious stuff. But mm. towards the, the latter ones, then they're kind of shite. I mean, the, the Nun, what was the point of The Nun? Uh, don't even uh, get me started on the front cover of that. Is yeah. there that nun in the movie? Oh, yeah. I don't know. She must be in a movie for about a demonic nun. That is, it's about maybe she's in it for 10, 20 minutes or something. It's ridiculous. I mean, mm. Annabelle stuff, I don't like Annabelle. Mm-mm. None of the Annabelle movies are good. Um, I, don't, I don't like haunted doll movies at all. No, 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 I'm the um, same. I'm the same. Well, it's the one with the boy that lives in the wall. The the boy, I think. Uh, the boy, called. yes. Yeah, yeah, the boy. That, that's not too bad, but again, it, hmm. Mm, mm. On to this movie itself. Come out in October 2002. It opened in number three behind Jackass, the movie, for fuck's sake. I mean, Jesus Christ. With it's a bad day when Jackass beats you, let's face it. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad day. I mean, if you actually seen the Jackass movie, it is yeah. fucking <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, hmm. Um... I, I don't think there have been on the planet who hadn't seen Jackass, have they? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. There's a few millennials out there like, what's Jackass? So, well, mm. uh, good point. Nobody's uh, going, what ghost job? I've never heard of that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it's, it's absolutely shocking when you so you go, I've seen this movie. What's that movie? What's this movie? Oh, my God. Anyway, back to this movie. With its $20 million budget, allegedly, mm. this thing pulled in $68 million. So let's just dive in. Yeah, let's just dive into this. Starring Gabriel Byrne, Juliana Marigolds, Carl Urban, Ron Edward, Isaac Washington, Alex Demetrius, I think I pronounced his name, Desmond Harrington, and Emily Browning, directed by Stephen Beck. A very quick plot summary. A salvage crew are told by a mysterious stranger he has found a lost ship on satellite footage. He needs the crew to help him get the ship back to dock so they can share on the riches on board as the crew get to the ship they find out it's a cruise ship that's been lost at sea for 40 years slowly one by one the crew is picked off by the ghosts of the ship it's down to the ship's plucky second in charge to face off against the ghosts and indeed the mysterious stranger who turns out to be a demon taking greedy souls to hell can this the ship's number one with help from a ghost little girl escape find out here Mm. So it's a nice little plot summary. I mean, I've saw this movie about what a good half dozen times, and all I can remember about this movie is the creepy ass ghost girl, the huge ship which is 
fucking ridiculously sized ship. That ridiculous fairy man character and of course the opening. That's it. That's what I remember of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I think I've seen that movie half a half a dozen times this week, let alone in my lifetime. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, do you have do you have the the, the two thousand three DVD? Yes, I do. Let yes. me. I'm just gonna quickly read the back of it. I okay, do. Then. I do have a two thousand and three DVD. Okay. Uh, did you play that little game that's in the um? Uh, any extras where the little girl guides you to the four hidden stories of the Antonio Graza ship? I have played it. I have not played it this week because I've been too busy trying to watch it without the rose coloured glasses on, to be honest. Mm. But I, ha- mm. I have played it in the past, yeah. So did you find all four of them? I probably did, but don't ask me what they are now because I couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh, well, one is about the Italian singer, one is about the murderous crew. Another one is about the salvage crew finding uh, the ghost, which was the, I'm guessing it's the salvage crew, what the other crew find in mm-hmm. the laundry chute. And the last one about little girl, uh, Katie Harwood. So, and there's a pain, I hated the game, it was such a pain in the arse to pick the stuff, it's like, oh, piss off. Anyway, let's go on to this movie itself then. This was marketed as The Shining at Sea. And I can see where, why, because it's basically as a rip off of the bloody well shining. God, which film does a film not rip off let's yeah. face it but yeah. I know that that little girl looks like she's just dipped straight out of the shining onto mm-hmm. that boat that's got it on my notes actually yeah 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 uh, one thing I do like about this movie or rather I laughed at this movie is Julianne Marigold's the star of the show washes her hands with this movie she thinks this is a, a blight on her career <laughs> so <laughs> there we have that one I mean wow mm, I mean it's a bad scene if you're if you're female lead Wash your hand with the bloody well movie. Yeah, pretend that wasn't her. That's not a very good sign, is it? No. I mean, it's not a bad movie, to be honest. I mean, it's ridiculous and it's stupid, but it's not a bad movie. I mean, mm. but hey, oh, some people are just, I don't know, snobs, I guess. So. Well, yeah. some people are just snobbish, aren't they? But yeah. no, I agree with you. I, I, I love the movie and I mean, love it. It's like joint second on my list of favourite movie ever. Um, But... Yeah, like you say, I love it and I think it's great, but looking at it again, you know, you do find where that habit, you know, why did they put that in? Why, what is that all about? Mm, yeah, you know? yeah, so. yeah. Uh, on to the poster, which rips off the poster from the same movie I said from 1980 called Ghost Ship, and it is our direct rip-off of it, by the way. A direct uh, copy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, copy yeah. And paste. Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous how the hell does these pictures didn't sue's beyond me. Mm-hmm. Uh, another piece of information I found out: Julianne Marigolds and Rod Eldred were dating at the time, and they split up shortly after. So <laughs> this must have been a, a terrible shit for her. Then she, if she washed her hands with it and washed her hands of, of her boyfriend. <laughs> um, play, I'm done with this, Andrew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh God, talk about awkward, eh? Yeah, very awkward. Yeah, 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 very, very awkward. Mm. And most of this movie was filmed on sets. However, some of it was filmed on the Queen Mary, which itself is a haunted ship. Which brings me to, do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay then. Okay then. I mean... Sure, I really do. (laughs) Um, Personally, I've had a few bizarre supernatural experiences in my life. And... uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, yes and no. Ah, see, I'm the same. I've had a few things that are, you can't really explain away with logic and things, so it kind of makes you... The only other um, conclusion is there must be ghosts. Mm, yeah, true. True, true. Although, do you, do you believe in these whole um, ghost ships that are one minute they're in sea, next minute they're not they're on the radar and stuff, and there's not all these... Um, like um, mm. the Murray Celeste, you know? No, 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 no. I can't believe an inanimate object can, you know, have a soul suddenly and be a ghost of itself. No. Mm. Okay then. Okay then. Which brings me to the unseen ship, the Laura Lee, uh, which brought the Fermin to the Antonio Graza. Is based off a German poem about a siren who brings death and disaster to fishermen and indeed ships who go near her. So I'm guessing that's the female singer then. Yes, that's mm. what she's based off. Of. 
Okay then. Okay. So basically, but she's the sorry. The hmm. Antonia Grazzo is based off of a real ship as well. Oh, is it now? Okay the, then. Yeah, the size and shape and look of it is based directly off of the SS Andrea something or another. I don't have it written down. One second. It's the <laughs> SS Andrea Dora. Doria. Dora. Okay then. Okay then. Interesting. Interesting. So I'm guessing this siren is basically just a mermaid then, you know? I think she is, like a on land, if you can call it, although they're in a ship in the middle of the ocean, mm. version of a mermaid, because she literally mm. suggests she go with her voice and then kills mm-hmm. her. Well, leaves them to eat if she doesn't actually yeah. kill them. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. The film producers used huge ship models with one side perfect and another side is wrecked, which you can tell because... A lot of the CGI-ness is hockey as shit, but a lot of the ship models itself, you can tell it's a model and not CGI. It's an actual physical thing in the water. Yeah, I, I noticed that the CGI just kind of stands out like a sore thumb, but the yeah. actual model, like you say, you can tell it, it looks so great. I think that's one of the reasons I love this film so much, the visuals more than anything else. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's very true. Um. The producers used an Australian crew to build the huge sets, which, as I said, behind the scenes, cost a third of what it would have been in America. How expensive is fucking American labour for crying out loud? I mean, wow, Jesus. Wow. I mean, you've got these huge sets with the, the ballroom set and the swimming pool set. Well, actually, I think the swimming pool set is actually the Queen Mary, so scratch that one. The ballroom set and the engine sets and such and all that. I mean, and all, all the corridors. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, the work they put in this was ridiculous. Attention to detail is just astonishing, isn't it? Yes, I don't insane that. This is uh, the beginning of the movie is set in '62, yet they're using foot, foot champagne, foots, uh, yeah. champagne glasses, which wasn't a thing until the '70s, because back in the '60s it would have been the sort of little cup breast ones, little breast cups. Yeah, they're like, oh, but, what are the. Um, yeah, I know the ones you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so think that's what they call artistic license, isn't that? Yeah, well, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. No deal motors, apart from that. Uh, in 2016, the opening was voted the greatest opening of any movie. I'm not sure about that one, to be honest. Any movie. Are you joking, that... mate? That opening? Yeah. Oh, I don't so... like that opening. Can't stand it. Mm, I don't I know. Think you... I think it's too cartoony. Hmm. I mean, it is utterly ridiculous. You're supposed to believe that mm. one wire can slice up about, what, 20, 30 people? Um, Karen? Oh, you mean the actual opening? Sorry, I'm thinking yes. of the opening credits. The, no, 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 the, no. The, no actual... the, opening, the opening's actually okay, but uh, yeah, wouldn't, there's no way in hell that um, wire would kill all those people in mm. one fell swoop. Yeah, I love the fact how they have every single person on that on a deck is stinking rich and they kill about as I say 30 to 40 people with one swipe of a wire I'm going eh, would that work but according yeah. to Mythbusters no it so there we have that one this was director Steve Beck's last movie after his debut was starting Ghost Remake which came out two years earlier so this killed his career then <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Like, I love this movie, but like I've said, and I'll probably say another million times before we finish, but I can see why people don't like it, and I can see why he got a bad rap, because some mm-hmm. of the, even some of the directions on this are just a bit, you know, iffy. Yeah. I think I started to hate his job by the time it got got <laughs> into this film. Yeah, that's very true, very true. I mean, some of the script is ridiculous also. It's like, what was your half? Was your half the ship, or was half the gold? Uh, I'll take the gold, thank you very much. You know, mm. fuck this gigantic fucking ship. This is got a hole in the side of it anyway. So yeah. Yeah, funny how they all changed their tune. Even you know, <laughs> even you know, Murphy, who's meant to, who by the sound of his description, meant to like admired and wondered about the ship and suddenly, mm. yeah, let it sink. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so let's talk about the Grady twins. Oh, sorry, I mean Katie Harwood, <laughs> <laughs> played by Emily Browning. And I can't stand this little bitch, you know. She does fuck all. She's supposed to be a pure soul. Yet it took yeah. her half the fucking movie to warn about the ferryman. Useless. <laughs> She's a I fucking... mean, you know, shout it out the minute the fuck get on the boat and yeah. Yeah, Munda right. fall through the hole. That's the minute to shout, you know, get off, mm. not stand there and watch them. Yeah, and she just sits and grins at them like, yeah, you fucking useless little bitch. Yeah. 
Mm. I don't. Whoever told Emily Brown in that operation to do was, you know, portraying sweet and innocent should mm. you know get hung. Cause that look in her face was anything but yeah. sweet and innocent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was getting a lot of the Red Queen from Resident Evil movies. So I was for that stupid dress she's wearing and the way she's standing with a perfect hair and a little grin on her face. I'm going, Red Queen, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. It it does look like it, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> I mean, all she had to do was the the what white dress, and she was a bloody red queen for fuck's sake. I mean, oh, she goes, you're not gonna die down here, you know, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> On to yeah. the arguably the coolest scene in this movie, the blood and gore splattered opening, where, as I said earlier, the, all the rich elite are killed by a falling super speedy cable that cut them all in half. All but the captain, played by Ro- Robert, oh, uh, what was his name, Robert. Rodrigo, I guess I pronounce his name. Yeah, uh, who, yeah, who has his head halved in two? How does that one work? I mean, yeah. you have you have all the people on the deck all getting halved or at waist height, but he gets it across the neck. Why is I, that? I think it's meant to be because he's bending down because he's dancing with Katie, but at the same uh, time, at, at the same time, you know, the loss of reality come into play and there's no way that wire could cut through the bones in your skull no no exactly exactly it's a bloody well joke mm. i mean um but like I, i'm guessing you're supposed to believe she's standing on his his feet as they're dancing and he's sort of stooping down but that's giving it a lot of leeway you know that yeah that's a hell of a lot of leeway but uh, i don't even think no, she's not dancing she's not standing on his feet she's just dancing and he's bending down to show the height difference. Mm, I don't know. It's, it's, in that case, she should have been half in two. Also, she had her head chopped off and he would have half in two. Mm, well. but, yeah, yeah, I mean, I love the, the, the expressions on the on the rich people on a deck as they realised, oh, I'm half in two. Oh, and then oh. 40. I, I was howling at laughter when I first saw this movie. I could not move for laughing. As you see the, the rich uh, woman try to get her body together. Like yeah. The, <laughs> I mean, the guy try to drag himself a grog. You're like, oh, just give up. It's hilarious. All for the wrong reasons, but I mean, it's like... Mm. Oh, I know. It's like, you know, you laugh at this movie for all the wrong reasons, but mm. I know, hilarious. Uh, on to the Italian singer Francesca, played by Francesca Ratatinti, I think I pronounced her name. I'm guessing, as I said earlier... Ratatini, is it not? Oh, who cares what her name is? Mm. <laughs> I'm guessing she's supposed to be the woman from Room 216 of The Shining. Yeah, you know? red dress. Yeah, most exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Ooh. As I said, she's a siren to enchant all the people to dance uh, on dance floors. Okay, then. I mean, hmm. this is her first English-speaking role, and I think she's dubbed in this because it's kind of off. speak English in it, does she? A little bit. When he's when she's seducing the um the black crew member, she sort of speaks English then, but I think it's I dubbed. heard all of that as like Italian. That's really weird. I've never noticed. Well, I just assumed that was all Italian. Never okay. once noticed the English in it. Mm. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm deafer than we all thought. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but we have it there. Uh, her story is she's the ferryman's siren, and planned all this to get her hands on the gold from the Laura Lee. So is she actually in it with in bed with the ferryman or is Ferryman just using her to get the, the soaps? I think he's using her because he kills her. Um Yeah. yeah he, he um hang her up on a meat hook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 So he's just a complete selfish so and so. I mean also Yeah, the, he's just someone he he's lured to help um Helped her work, and then he got an excuse to kill her and take him to take her to hell, I think, doesn't mm. he? Yeah, true, true. Although, in saying that, let's get this thing off the table, off the bat here. A ferryman, don't you have to pay him to take you to, to hell or yeah. to into Hades? So, what's all this thing about, oh, I'll take them because they're marked? What the fuck's that? What they grab a bit from? I mean, I think they've got the um, the myth or the mythology mixed up because you're right, a ferryman and and the underworld, you have to pay him to take you into Hades' underworld. Mm, mm. You know? So, yeah. So somebody got fucked up there then? I mean, hmm. Somebody didn't listen in history. 
<laughs> which brings us to the little ghost girl's toy, which I thought was like a crossword puzzle, which is ripped off in Insidious 2. That weird thing with the letters and numbers yeah, on it. She, I, I'm bored. Ooh, no, that stuff is like, oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> I, and I was like, welcome aboard. And that stuff is like, oh, shut up, you little bitch. I mean, I saw yeah, that her. She's just annoying. <laughs> and I will say off the bat also, this has many, many, many nods to other horror films, including The Shining, Lost yeah. Boys, and Black Christmas. Also, Alien Resurrection and various other horror movies. I mean, there's nods and winks here and there. But this is blatantly a ripoff of The Shining. Yeah. I mean, um, I was... Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, carry on. I was expecting when the black guy checks out the lift, to a, big power, a big shower of blood come pouring out of the lifts. I mean, I was going, ripping off The Shining that much. I was expecting the fucking blood to pour out of the lift, but there we have that one. Yeah, I know. It's uh, uh, not... Uh, I mean, you can't even forgive the, the ripoff of all the other movie when it's coupled with all the other, almost every single scene is a movie cliche. Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, you could make a whole drinking game out of it. You could be mm. before the first, the first hour gone. Oh, good God, yeah, you're absolutely pissed. Mm. Uh, let me see, on to the Arctic Warrior crew, which is a small tugboat, in case, uh, case you don't know. Captain Murphy, played by Gabriel Byrne. First Officer Epps, played by Juliana Marigolds. Dodge, played by Ron Eldert, uh, Greer, played by Isaac Washington, Santos, played by Alex Dimitri, Dimitri, yes, I think I pronounced his name, uh, Munder, played by Carl Urban, and I hated every single one of these people, all apart from Epps. They're all selfish, greedy, narcissistic arseholes. Yeah, I don't like any of them, and I mean, no. and the, the clear patriarchy that goes on in there, the way they... The, you know, Munda make her, not Munda, sorry, Murphy make her comment that you, they just come off, they're not long back on the Arctic Warrior, and he, mm. turn, and he turns around and they're all cold and wet, obviously, and he turns around and he's like, Ep, tea. Get me some tea? Yeah, I was like, you yeah, fucking prick. You're on there with you, why don't you go ask Jack, he's done bugger all while you're yeah. up and up there, there's blood on her ship. I mean, I love, fact, I love the fact that later on in the movie, uh, what's his name? Greer has a go at Epps saying, you're a shitty first officer. Well, fuck you and all you son of a bitch. This is a ghost ship. I mean, yeah. it's not my fault. People are dropping like flies, you fucking... Exactly. Yeah, God almighty. Mm. And one other thing here is Santos and Dodge... No, Santos, sorry. Um, uh, what the hell was the other guy's name? Munter. Or rather, Munder, rather. Munder and uh, Dodge an item. Ooh, that's good one. I kind of picked up on that as well. But doesn't Dodge meant to have a crush on it? Uh, yeah. It's kind of that, that's kind of like a, a love triangle going on. Yeah, maybe he's bisexual. I mean, yeah. <laughs> also, they're supposed to be the, quote, best savage crew ever, yet they don't <laughs> listen to their captain. Our not on a team at all and they turn out and hate each other i mean yeah. great teamwork there mate i mean and the own tugboat is put falling apart and they can't fix it yet they want to try and fix a 40 year old bucket. yeah what was that about they're going oh my god the, the engines blow up how did the engine blow up better be i mean uh, you have santos oh tank- santos die no, 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 no. They're talking oh. about how, um, yeah, yeah, that that last that last salvage we did was six months at sea and our engines are fucked. Da 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 da. But how, if it's pulled that gigantic oil rig at the very start of a movie, how the fuck did that ship uh, limp to shore then? I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh my I mean, god. I have no idea. That's one of the many plot holes in here, and <clears> doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's very true. That's very very true. Uh, on to the ferryman's victims who all die to greed, lust, sex, and ego, cockiness, and of course temptation, i.e. drink. Mm. All but Epps because she's a quote pure soul. Karen, except mm. she takes the ferryman's temptation. She takes a cigarette from the ferryman, therefore he gave her a temptation and she took it. So how's she not dead? Um... I think they just needed someone to blow up the ship at the end. Yeah, well, that's true. That's very true. That's very, 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 very true. So the best crew ever 
Uh, yet Santos Nua crashes the tugboat Arctic Warrior straight into the fucking huge cruise liner, the Antonio Grazia, because he's listening to shitty early noughties thrasher metal. I hated that fucking music. It was oh, terrible. That is the worst genre of music ever. Not heavy metal in general. I love heavy metal, but thrasher metal? Mm-hmm. No. Absolutely no. not. Mm. I mean, how the hell could he navigate where he was going as he's sitting there head bopping away and um, head, what the hell would you call that, head thrashing away listening to music at full blast and he doesn't see this gigantic, I don't know what that's supposed to be, a hundred foot fucking ship right in front of him for crying out loud, he's a fucking idiot. On to one of my many, many uh, pot point picky things here. How was one tiny little six man crew tugboat supposed to tr- tug this huge cruise ship to shore? The thing is about a thousand times the fucking size of it, and it's taking on water. How's that one little tugboat supposed to pull that thing? You know. I think I think greed and the determination of just you know getting the money that it's worth would have just bought them on, and you know they probably would have had to tow all their own um, tugboat by the time they got it to shore. Hmm. Ever worked out like that? I mean, even Greer says maybe we should contact. Uh, the Coast Guard and get two and three more tugs because we can't pull this thing with one small tug. And I was going, exactly! How are you going to pull that thing with one tug? Yeah, exactly. Oh, dear God. Uh, another thing that annoys me, this cruise liner has been lost at sea since 1962. However, Ferryman has been taking crew to it for years and Coast Guard has stopped on board numerous times. In fact, I think that crew that was found in the... In the um, laundry room was a coastal guard because in one of the special features to talk about how a coast guard boat found it floating uh, uh, in sea so it was boarded less than four weeks earlier yet no one set out a fucking search party i take it they were all greedy and didn't want to call it in eh? mm, but they're coast guard so they would have got to buy i don't know that's a plot hole for me it's a glaring plot hole it is, I know, because you, you, you watch it and you think, why is no one else who stepped foot on that on that um, boat called it in and alerted, yeah. you know, the Coast Guard and think, actually, we're finding Tony Grazer, we're going to be bringing it in. Mm, exactly. not, not just leave it and try and cash in. I mean, it's shown later on in the movie that they find a digital watch saying, oh my God, there's a digital watch, uh, and just to just drop it. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, this has clearly been found numerous times. Get the fuck off that ship. Yeah, exactly. That's the moment where I had to boot it straight out, isn't it? Mm. And they're all like, woo, you found, a, you found a watch? Yeah, let's just see what's down here. You mm. Know? Mm. Mm. It brings me to another plot point. Munder falls through the deck and is saved by Epps, who mm. sees little ghost girl Katie, but doesn't tell her crew, only tells Ferryman. Why? She's a fucking idiot. I mean, <laughs> why the hell? Yeah, you tell the, why not it? tell the people that have known you for a year and not tell the person you just met five minutes ago? Yeah, yeah. And she goes, there's a little girl down there, but with a sword or not. Okay. I mean, oh, my God. Mm, I know. As I said earlier, um, they search the bridge and Munder finds a digital watch, but doesn't make this one strange at all. In fact, it's just brushed off. Who wrote this? I put down here. The fuck wrote this? I'll be off that boat in nanoseconds if I found a yeah, digital watch. I know Dodge brings it up and says to him, like, do the math. They didn't have digital watches in 1962. 62. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, um, um, but that's just brushed off. Like, oh, well, other people have been here, but it's ours now. Like, why did no one stop to think, what happened to the other people that boarded this ship after 1962? Yes, exactly. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But then they'll go back to the little tugboat thing. And here Murphy tells the story of the Murray Celeste. So are they suggesting the ferryman did that one also? I think it's meant to be hinted, yeah, that this could be the work of ferryman or, you know, one of the thousands of other quote-unquote demons out there mm. that could be, you know, taking boats from the middle yeah. of the ocean. Yeah, well, that's, that's okay then. Also, the movie suggests that Epps could be Katie's great-niece or grand-niece. Uh, because it's, it's a drop line where, where Katie goes, you, you remind me of my mother, you look like my yeah. mother. Yeah, so, 
yeah, hunting that they had, they had DNA linked somewhere down there. Mm. 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 So anyway, next morning, Epps and others go diving and find out that Antonio Graza has a hole in the hull caused by coral reef and is slowly sinking. Also, it's heading back to a small chain of islands that ripped open three or four weeks earlier. Okay then, and you have three days before it sinks. Uh, okay then, how the fuck does it sail away from the islands just to go back around onto the islands again in less than three weeks? Mm, they're saying that because it's in the, where is it, the Bering Strait, isn't it? That it's in oh, I don't know where the hell they said it um, was. Yeah. They're saying that they had they ha- tur- ha- like a current, a strong current there, and that as the, as the boat hit it, First time and I kind of turned it round and sent it back the other way. I don't. It's you. You watch that bit and go, okay, we'll take that. Mm, they know yeah. you're making it up if you go along, but okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So Murphy doesn't allow Gria to radio in. They're fined. Therefore, how does Epps get saved at the end? Nobody well, knows. She's drifting off at sea and just get found by a passing ship. We're led to believe. But again, plot hole. Yeah, well, moving on swiftly then. Um, also, is that true about maritime law? If you find a ship in the sea, it's yours. Okay, uh, then. I don't think finders keep a work <laughs> that way, does it? Yeah. I think they have a little bit of finders keeper, but I don't think they can literally... I mean, you can keep that ship and never been on it. Yeah, have this... <laughs> This 40-year-old multi-million dollar fucking ship. It's yours. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's all the gold, all the gold. Mm. Oh, I am the cheap digital watch. Mm, mm. Uh, so Santos is set to fix the ship's engine. Uh, yet it's shiny and new and has fresh oil on it. How's that one work? As others look for a way to repair the hull and fix the well and truly stuck on its fucking end rudder by the way i love the fact how the camera goes under the water and you see the the turbines the no turbines the um propellers of the ship and they're coated in um coral and as such and they're coated in and other stuff so how the hell is that thing moving forward yeah in theory it should it should be stopped dead moving on swiftly because it's another plot hole Epps finds a swimming pool, and this was shot on a Queen Mary. It's a Queen Mary swimming pool, which is supposed, yeah. to, be haunt- supposed to be haunted by three ghosts, I believe. Uh, yeah. A little, bit, little Victorian girl, um, and Edwardian, I think it was, a uh, woman, and a maid who fell in the pool. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and drowned, so we have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Epps finds the pool, and it has bullholes in it. She's spooked by Katie, hits her head, her head bleeds out and now the ghost has sort of the boats the ghost in the boat rather has fresh blood it can begin no blood stains just boreholes how did they clean up the blood stains i mean i'm not sure i was going to ask you that but do you know what really annoys me about that scene as well how does it really because it is only bullet hole and rusty watermarks you see so mm-hmm. how does it look at that and go yeah there was people in that yeah, like, exactly. No, that could have been the people that left the digital watch playing target practice for all you know. Yes, especially in the flashback, it shows the crew shooting the survivors and throwing them in the pool to drown. Yeah, exactly. So how the hell did the boatholes get on the fucking side of the... Oh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Greer explores not very wisely um, the because the floors are falling in. He finds the dance floor with a list shaft. And he finds a photo of Francesca saying she has nice tits. She doesn't like that one, so she goes to... He's now marked, apparently. <laughs> Munter and Dodge search the engine rooms, finding it flooded, so the wing to Epps. What the hell? Who wrote this thing? I'll go down here. Oh, God. Again, uh, I don't think the, like, the writer liked his job. No, no. I mean, they, they know for a fact there's a hole in a hull. Therefore, I would bring in water, you fucking... Why are you whining to, to Epps? Uh... Yeah, exactly. Why are you surprised to see all that bloody water? You mm-hmm. already know it's sinking. Yeah, yeah, it's utterly ridiculous. Murphy, in the meantime, checks out the captain's log uh, lodge, finding fresh whiskey, his one and only flaw, apparently, and mm-hmm. sees the ghost captain 
but doesn't get the fuck off that ship for nanoseconds because nope, I'm out here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm getting my crew and getting out of here. They're just, nope, I'm out of this room. Yeah, I mean, that's, I love this one. It's fresh bottle of whiskey sitting there. Would that be highly suspicious? I mean, uh, yeah, that would kind of make you think twice about drinking it, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And as Epps walks off at the poor CGI blood-filled pool with the victims floating in it, because that's spooky, right? Ah, yeah. uh, dear, oh dear. Um, and Epps check out the lower decks, finding the Coast Guard crew bodies in laundry. Again, no one knew these Coast Guards were here, or indeed other pirates were here. So did Epps, did Ferryman destroy the, the Coast Guard's ship? You know? He must have done, he must have found a way to sink it like he did with the Arctic Warrior. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay then, moving on. Thurman shows Epps the, quote, treasure room, including a 1958 Jaguar and gold bars from the Laura Lee. Now that Jag is worth $111,000 or 885,000 pounds today. Wow. <laughs> so that one, because it's a prototype Jag, apparently. Yeah. So it's worth a nearly a million pounds. Uh, one thing I want to know is how the fuck did he rats get in that box with the gold? I think you were meant to believe that um, because Ferryman's some sort of demon, he can just, you know, materialise things wherever he wants them. I see. Because apparently that's Epsi's one uh, yeah. fear is, is rats, so he's telepathic now. Okay, then. Well, he's also tele- telekinetic, you call it, moving around for your mind. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, near the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Epps hears voices on the radio and heads to the kitchen to find victims in the freezer from 1962, still frozen, even though there's no electricity. How does that one work? Number one, it's a cheap scare as Munder and Dodge play a joke on Epps because that's funny, right? Hilarious. <laughs> I would have kicked the two right in the ball, so it'll. So would I. <laughs> Fucking asshole. I just run them up there and left them to freeze. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Epps shows the others the treasure room and a new plan is cooked up to take the gold and run for it. Greer rightfully says the ship is completely fucked and it should leave, but of course, greed overcomes them all because of course it does. Um, where does this gold come from? The Laura Lee? I mean... Yeah, um, we're meant to believe that it's just Jack's. He was apparently given it by, you know, Satan, mm. and they can take it wherever they want, really. Because I was thinking the, the, there was a sort of Nazi thing off this gold, but I don't know. They say all the markings have been scratched off it, so there's no markings on it. I'm going, Karen? Karen? Mm. Uh, so anyway, Epps and Murphy are taking the gold to the little tugboat, as a ghost caused the Arctic War to blow up, leaving them well and truly fucked and with Santos deep-fried due to his own stupidity in the engine room. Ferryman, quote, saves Munder as Epps dives in, falling hundreds of feet into the ice-cold water below to rescue Greer. Yeah, love, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how does she not that drown? Yeah, I mean... Hitting you... the water that fast, your body taking in your breath in, you're dead. Yes, and by the way, hitting water at that height would be like hitting concrete. She would have been flattened. Well, not flattened, but she would have broken some stuff. I mean... She would have broken something, exactly. Ah, ridiculous. And how the hell did nobody realise Ferryman was... One minute he's on the boat, next minute he's on the tugboat. So he teleported in, and nobody saw that. No, they all went on the boat. Oh, did they? Because I I was thinking uh, Ferryman was behind Epps. And next minute, he's behind the, the Greer, the black uh, crew no, member. No, no, that, that's Dodge that's behind Epps. When they, right. When they first initially go into the boat, that's Dodge. But Ferriman is, you know, in front of Greer, and Greer tells them to get the fuck out of his way. Mm. But, no, there's several points throughout this movie when they're all on the boat that you think he clearly teleported because, you know, you would have heard them walking in. Mm, yeah, so. like when Katie tries to jump scare us all in this in the pool scene with mm-hmm. Ep, you know, and she's coming apparently around from her concussion and he's mm. standing at the top of the pool. She would have heard him walking in, yet she <laughs> yes. tries to see him. 
But you're supposed to believe she's concussed, therefore she doesn't really. Oh, ridiculous. So now completely fucked the crew, what else? In fight, because they're the best crew ever. Yay. Yay. They come up with a new plan to patch up the boat and sail the ship back to shore. How? I was going to say, how? Because the rudder isn't working and they're, what's the name of the wheel from boats? That yeah, it well, it's, not, it's not responding, it was jammed, so yeah. how are they moving that? Their engine isn't working. There's barnacle, what do they things? Is it, is it barnacles they call them? Things under the sea, what sticks to boats. Barnacles? Barnacles, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, barnacles are on the propellers, it's on the fucking rudder, and there's no way of moving this thing forward for any gas or any power or anything at all. So yeah. they're completely fucked, but they're going to come up with a great idea. Let's patch up this, this gigantic hole and we can sail it back to shore. Yeah. I mean... They must oh. be able to perform miracles, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking joke. I mean... So, Greer talks sense yet again. He says, fuck the gold and build a raft and mm-hmm. leave this But Nope, greed wins again. And he's quickly shot down because they're all greedy assholes, as I said earlier. They're all arseholes and selfish and complete utter idiots. I mean... Although it's saying that, they say, oh, we have tools here and it would take us three to five days to fix this thing and we don't have time to this because it's going to get run out onto islands and we'll get three days, da, da, da. But the Arctic water goes down with the fucking tools, so what are they used to? I know there are a bit where you see they've clearly moved some of the gear onto the grazer, but uh, clearly not and wouldn't have been enough to fix no. even half of what's wrong with that, apparently what's wrong with that boat, so... So, moving on uh, very swiftly. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just pretend we never saw that. Uh, uh, on to Murphy, who blames herself for Sandals' death, so drinks the captain's whiskey. He's now got temptation, and he's now marked. Except you never see it in a market any of these people's hands anywhere, except for the Do one person. Do you not see it on Murphy when he's in the tank? When he's floating? Do you not kind of see no, it? No, no, I missed that. No, I'm pretty sure you see it. See, the next time I watch that movie, I'm going to have to stop play it at that point just to see if I'm right. But I'm pretty sure you see the mark on his hand when he's floating up in the tank. Oh, yeah, again, I must have looked at myself, actually. Although the, the, anybody else's. Yeah, you'll see it in the, the singer's hand, that's it. So, okay mm. then. Uh, meanwhile, Epps seeks out Katie, finding out she was all alone on his cruise, so you could send a preteen girl to America in the 60s all on her lonesome. Yeah, oh god, yeah, you've been able to do you've been able to do that for a very long time. Until mm. that point. That's very interesting. Mm. Uh, so down in the kitchens, Munder and Dodge again. Are they two having an affair? Mm. Eat cold beans from a can. Uh, like they do. Like they do, yes. Uh, and they find it perfect until they turn to maggots. How very lost boys. I was gonna say, instant lost boys. I mean. Uh, they play rock, paper, scissors, which is ridiculous. To hmm. so eat the food? What the fuck? Who thought this was a... Uh, was this a first draft script made into a movie? Must have, it must have been. The, the, whole, the, whole, the whole dialogue and script feels unfinished, but mm. yeah, I, I suppose it's just showing their temptation of greed. Mm. And it, it's just... I think their temptation is more... Yeah, well, greed and... I don't know, greed, because... Um, Dodge wants revenge to, with Thurman because he finds out what Thurman killed Munder. So, revenge? Lust? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, on to Gria. Talk about lust. On to Gria, uh, who gets drunk on 40-year-old champagne. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, wow. Oh, talk about I mean, it, it has, like, dust and it has mould on the bottle. He drinks it right off the bottle. That's disgusting. Uh, he then dances with Francesca, who throws him down another shaft. Uh, he sees the dance floor turning from trash hellhole to what well, like it was in the 60s, but does nothing, just nothing. stands there. I was just like... Stands there and accepts the applause. What else can you do when the world is rewinding 40 years in front of your eyes? Eh? Yeah, I'll get the fuck out of there, like fucking scooby Well, uh, yeah, yeah, well talk if we didn't stop me leaving, but you know. No, he even kiss, kisses this... Undead Siren. Again, who wrote this thing? Oh, by the way, Does he has... actually managed to plant a kiss on her because I know he leans in and then she vanishes and 
He's no, she kisses him in the she kisses him in the face. Wow. And then she walks off and shows her tits off, and then she takes the dress off fully, and then and he falls down the shaft. He's so. like, I'm not getting married for another couple of weeks. Let's go for it. Mm. I love the fact how in that rewind scene, Greer doesn't cast a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shadow. Like, you kind oh. of wonder who's the ghost, don't you? Mm, mm. So his his thing was lost because he cheated on his, his fiance. Yep. So finally, three quarters of the way through this fucking movie, we get a backstory from Katie that the crew killed everyone and she hung herself in her cabin. Could it she was hung by Oh, the she crew. was hung. Oh, I see. Right, okay then. Mm. Okay. Couldn't she have or told? That at the beginning of the fucking movie, you stupid. Well, couldn't you have said, you know, just yeah. come in and take my hand and I'll show you everything. Yeah, don't trust the fairy man. Can you see that in the fucking first well, ten seconds? Oh, that. I swear, she's a useless ghost. I mean, oh dear God. I want to think what I know. How does the rules of the ghost work? One minute they can interact with the world, i.e. Francesca kissing and dancing. Next minute, they can't touch anything, i.e. Katie can't hold her own heart pendant. So how does the ghost rules work? Is it not going to the material the necklace is made out of? She can't touch it? Poss- possibly. Possibly. You know, I, I'm not quite sure how that works, but I know what you mean, because you, you know, the, like, you do hear a ghost story where the, the, the ghost can touch people and things and, and then there's others that can watch maybe they can switch it on and off like a light switch i don't know mm. Mm. i know other fact how francesca left a ghost cigarette behind yeah. i'm like so there's ghosts yeah there's ghost cigarettes now okay then <laughs> version of oh god and why didn't any of the quote-unquote good ghosts help out other than katie I mean, she, they say she's a pure soul, so Katie was untouched by the fairyman's evil. But surely the fuck, the captain was an innocent soul, and some of the rich people were, were quote, yeah, innocent, innocent souls. Well, I'm yeah. saying that I think we're led to believe that the innocent, um, uh, some of the innocent could be the greed for the wealth. So, well, it could be, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I suppose the captain tried to help, but he kind of, you know, he waited till Murphy's decided to break his sobriety before he puts his two bob in to help. Yeah, here's a photograph of the one survivor from the Laurel Lee. Gee, who can that be? Mm. Ooh, I uh, wonder. Oh, God. Um, what else I going to say there? Oh, yes. Show what the hell the young cabin boy that got his throat slashed, um, the one that was trying to keep the little girl company, would have been an innocent soul, you know? Maybe, yeah. Because you, you do think, because she does say, us who aren't marked like the other saying they're suggesting there's more than one other innocent soul and like you I every time I watch a movie I think where are they why are mm. they all calling the other people on the crew on the boat and going don't trust fairy man and if you value breathing get the hell off of the ship yes exactly exactly it's like a point I don't know like I said this movie did another another rewrite you know it just mm. feels there's too it's too many loose threads and too much it should be tight do you want? Do you think it's meant to be that they're maybe scared of Ferryman and she's like the only brave one that tries to stand against them? I suppose that's true. I mean, because he does attack her at least two times in this thing. Once on the boat, uh, once in a cabin. Yes, yeah, yeah. Once mm. on the deck, but mm. he he spears out the road as the as the Arctic water blows up. I and think once... I'm about to shout, it's going to blow up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm, I'm kidding, I'm not kidding. So back to Murphy, who's now drunk, how very Jack Torrance. He sees Santos's ghost everywhere and attacks Epps, who throws him in a drunk tank uh, where he drowns in water. Kidding. Uh, mm. So the ghost can now possess you and make it look like you're the ghost. So why didn't yeah, so it's like Ferryman's like manipulating his mind to make him see what Ferryman wants him to see. Oh, so, is that what that was? I thought it yeah, was Santos's so ghost. He, no, it's a mixture of the two, but he, he's predicting Santos's dead corpse image into him and make and thing. Um, it's to make him go crazy. It's to literally make him attack Eric. Yeah, if, so if she hadn't have been so strong-willed, he would have murdered her. Therefore, given. Ferryman another soul. 
Yeah. So basically, Jack Torrance and Shining. I mean, Absolutely. There you go, Mr. Torrance. Have a drink now. Kill your your wife and child. And for crying Absolutely. out loud, it's like. Do my job <laughs> for me. So down the crew go to the engine room, which is well and truly flooded, to fix the hole in the hull. They fix it with ease and pump out the water. Where the fuck did this pump come from, by the way? <laughs> no, I don't know because from what we from what they briefly show. Um, yeah, they show some. The, scru- they show some boxes, but nothing would have been big enough, even rolled up, to carry that those hoses and pumps. No, no. I mean, they show some scuba diving, scuba diving equipment. They show some shotguns for reasons. They show uh, barrels and barrels, um, sticks of dynamite for other reasons, mm. and they show a couple of spear guns. So where the yeah. fuck's the pump? Where's your welding equipment? Where's your other equipment, so... I mean, they clearly an original feature from the 1962. No. What, no. So are we meant to believe they've been brought on by a previous salvage crew? Possibly, possibly. I mean, hmm. Anyway, moving on swiftly, so Epps looks for Greer, and she finds his body once Katie shows him in a bottle of lift shaft how very poor to get three, I wrote down here. Yep. So... Is this movie anything in this movie as, as original? I think not. No. <laughs> no, it is influenza. Yeah. From, from the name of the movie to almost everything, there is nothing original in this movie. No. No, not going to. Uh, the back in engine rooms, the pumps clog up and Munder, I've got down here, Mulder, <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Munder goes down to fix it and he drowns underwater because the turbines work somehow and suck him in. Yeah, because suddenly they come to life and I don't mm. know. Do you know what really annoys me about the movie? The major character there that happened off green. Yes. And we aren't and aren't explained to the Muffy. Like, who drowns him exactly? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yes. Dodge, what even happens to him? Mm. He been alive until it blows up the boat. He's clearly not because Jack takes his form, but you know, he could have been for all we knew. Mm. And Munda, how the hell is he lying in a mangled mess under the water? I have no idea. I mean, yeah. I was just going with it because I was like, there's 20 minutes left. Just go with it. <laughs> yeah, well, I you know. Uh, so on to Francesca's death, which is very Black Christmas with the hook to the neck. It is, isn't it? I love the fact how there's only what a handful of crew members turn on the rest of the crew and passengers. So six people kill over sixteen hundred people. Yes. Okay, don't, then. Forget, don't forget they're poisoning the people at first, so a lot of them would have been dying or dead from the rodent poison we clearly see in the in the kitchen when um Dodge and Dodge and are having their date. Mm. Um yeah, what's but, true. You know, other than that, I suppose have most of them are incapacitated or die, dying, they're easier to handle, and it's easier yeah. to deal with everyone else. I mean, let's put it, right, right. to be generous to this to this movie, there's, say, 60 people killed on a deck as mm. the, thing, the cable slices them in half. Another, say, 60 people died of food poisoning, or rather died of poisoned food. Some of them were shot, but surely the fuck there must have been people to bomb-rush these six guys. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, and unless Jack just killed them himself. himself no, no, and... because it shows you the porters were killed. None of the porters, the kitchen porters were killed by the head porter, who was yeah. killed by Francesca, who was then killed by Ferryman. So, yeah. uh, so who uh, else is doing all the <laughs> killing? No, I'm, yeah, I'm just supposed yeah. to suggest, we're supposed to think that everybody's died before down to the gold, the treasure room. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like I says, plot hole. Um, yep. So Epps now knows it's the ferryman and runs to see Murphy, who is dead in the tank of water, holding up ferryman's picture because he was the only survivor of the Lee. <gasps> Shock horror. Never saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, I mean, uh, if film um, is such a great, you know, demon, why leave the fucking evidence that it's him? I'm saying, why would Jack leave the evidence of it being him? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Just floating there for the world to see. 
like as the audience, we know that clearly. So we know what's happening, and the characters know what's going on now. But mm. you just think, in reality, would they really leave the evidence lying about? Yes, it's got a joke. I mean, we saw in a flashback that Ferryman was the one pulling the strings, mm. and you have to be a complete idiot to not realise this guy was was the ferryman because I mean, as i say he teleports all over the bloody place yeah. he basically shows epps the treasure room mm-hmm. you know um he splits up uh murphy well actually doesn't murphy goes on that himself so that's down to him but i don't know it just seems to be uh moving on uh what was i now so dodge wants revenge once he finds out what ferryman killed his bff shall we put it um munder and ferryman kills him off screen Boo hiss. <laughs> yeah. How did he die? I mean, could, because it, uh, Dodge shoots him with a shotgun clean in the stomach. Yeah, he had him in though. He didn't shoot him in the heart. He shoot him in the opposite side. So. Okay then. Okay then. So Fidman comes to Epps in Dodge's forum and they face off. She blows up the ship. This releases the trapped souls and they all float to heaven. Somehow Epps gets off and is rescued. Okay. Mm back on the shore she says three men about to board another ship with the gold as she's cut off in the back of the ambulance as credits roll Ooh, spooky i mean I, I, I don't know what to say about this movie i mean it's an interesting premise but it falls to pieces when if you look at it with any sort of thoughts you know yeah i know exactly what you mean like you know quote of the day but I love this movie, right? But I know exactly what you mean. The the script kills it. Mm. The direction, in part, kills it. The only thing going... The acting that's a bit iffy, uh, part. The only thing going really great for this movie, uh, the visual. Like, mm. you know, like we were saying earlier, that set is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Even the musical score at the start, when that's the 1962 boat before it all go to hell in a fucking... Oh, that's how many you bring up. What was with the pink font at the beginning of the movie? Oh, the love God. font? I mean, what the fuck I was that? I do not know, but that opening, those opening credits had annoyed the shit out of me. Mm. They yeah. just, it just scream. The very, they just scream, hocus pocus. That, when I see the opening credits, I think, they're ripped that off from Hocus Pocus. It's mm. that same setup, you know. Also, back, fast moving background, static lettering, so we read to the useless producer and director. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, one other thing I want to bring up. Every time you see the outside of the of the cruise ship, the water, so the, the camera bobs under the water. Is that supposed to be the ferryman you, you see? Is that his point of view? I mean, uh I'm not sure. I think that was meant to be just a transitional scene. That's uh, okay, what then. Gone for. okay then. Okay then. Okay. So let's wrap this one up then. That was Ghost Ship. The gore is great. The effects look cheap. The script is dumb as a bag of rocks. Uh, the acting is over a place, but again, the sets are fantastic and the attention to detail is on point. Bar one or two things. Mm. Uh, so what do you say about this one, Joe? Yeah, just exactly the same as you. Uh, you know, if you can watch the movie without the sound, which I have done, and only <laughs> look at the set, it's great. You're going to love it. But, you know, turn the sound up and you're in for a disappointment. Mm, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? but can, I, can I just say one of the other things that pisses me off about this movie? Why does Santos have his name tattooed on his arm? That is the trashiest thing you can do. Mm. Mm. And the neck tattoo was horrible also. Yeah, but, you know. oh, I know. That's uh, pet peeve, mind you. So, on to the scoring, which is out of five. One being shit and five being great. I'm going to give this thing a generous three out of five. What do you give it? Pretty generous. I didn't think you liked that movie. Genuinely, I didn't think you liked that movie that much. Mm. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Yeah, no, no, no. No half scores. <laughs> No half course? Oh my no. god. Okay, it's getting a five. I'm sorry, this is my joint top joint top two. I, I love it. Okay then. Okay then. Like I say, is this is 
the introduction podcast, so I'm going to be generous just for this once and give it a three. I was going to give it a four, but I was thinking the effects are a bit shit and the yeah. script is dumb, so mm. three. Yeah. But again, the gore is fantastic, so it ups it from a two to a three. So there we have that one. Anyway, thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Two Geeks Pod and Instagram at Two Geeks Talk Movies. You can follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and you can follow Joe at Two Geek Joanne. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Our next movie is my choice. I'm going to go for Darkness Falls, the killer tooth fairy movie. Ooh. <laughs> oh, right, so we all have our teeth that week. Yeah, so I hope to God the, the tooth fairy stays away. <laughs> anyway, uh, bye and happy sailing. Bye.